0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by fullscale.io. And we're back. Back for another episode of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCorsi here with Hernan Sias. Hernan, what's up?
1: What up?
0: I'm excited, dude.
1: Get to do this again, San Diego style.
0: We're going to talk about San Diego's top startups today. And some of you are like, who is Hernan? Well, Hernan is, well, first off, he's my guest host today. He's also a past cast member of Startup Hustle TV. And he's also the host of the Business Bros podcast, which you can find anywhere the podcasts are found. You can also use that link in the show notes. But Hernan, you're from San Diego, right?
1: Yes, sir. Can't say born, but was definitely raised. Uh, Been here since a good old ripe old age of about six, seven years old and uh, never left, man. This is the I I would be biased, but it's definitely the best weather of any city that I've ever traveled to. So once you go here, if you come from anywhere else in the world, you usually don't want to go home. You just want to hang out here a little (laughs) bit longer.
0: Well, maybe I'll come visit and test that theory because I'll tell you what, if you're here in my hometown of Kansas City, it's about 100 degrees and it feels like 100% humidity. And I just got back from two weeks in Hawaii, bro, where it's like warm, it's warm, but not humid. And like, I'm ready to go back. So if you hear aloha, mahalo, any of that stuff, um, it's because I'm still in the Hawaii frame of mind. Now, in regards to what we're recording today, I'm in a San Diego frame of mind. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But first, I want to ask, are you thinking about starting a new business or expanding a current one? If you are, then it's important to get it set up and maintained properly. That's exactly what with the folks at Universal Registered Agents do. They do LLCs, S-Corps, C-Corps, nonprofits, no problem. Learn more by clicking the Universal Registered Agents link in the show notes help you get a business set up. Now, the businesses that we're going to talk about today are already set up. They're all in San Diego. and We got a whole list of them. Now, a few things when it comes to Startup Hustle's top startups list. So we have uh, virtually been traveling the country and the world and talking about a new city every month but the list as we present it will is not a ranking you're like on the list or you're not like on or off uh, zeros and ones turn on we're going to keep it simple so just because we read the name first doesn't mean that that's the top startup they're all just kind of mutually there together
1: are you cool with that approach turn on we found a man picking the what shooting fish in a barrel how do you want to say it? it's as easy as possible these are in the <laughs> companies from san diego uh, and then but it's a-
0: not that easy. It's not that easy. Like we have to go through like the startup hustle production team. We go through a ton of startups and we look at a lot of different things. And, you know, like the thing that we, you know, and and the thing I've learned is every city has, that we stop at seems to have this interesting little pocket of certain types of businesses. And we'll, I, I'm sure we'll identify a pattern there and and talk about. It. Let's get right into it, though. So the first company on our list is Bluma. They have a CEO and co-founder of Shane Scaff, COO of Ty Almog, and you can go learn more about them at blooma.ai. This company is founded in 2018 and they they specialize in delivering fast and more intelligent commercial real estate lending experiences using a unique digital underwriting platform driven by AI and machine learning. So, you know, overall they have do $12 billion. That's a B in deals so far. Mm. Uh, 20, million dollars in funding over three rounds and you know that's what i'm talking about man that is what they're doing over at bloom and now uh you've got some experience in real estate don't you
1: yeah quite a bit um doing the commercial side though that's a whole different ball game there's a lot of data and analytics that you need to be able to to pull as quickly as possible to make a, a more Educated uh, investment when it comes to the commercial side. So having them put this stuff together and make the underwriting process that much easier is going to make the process just for purchasing for analyzing property deals that much easier. And and we're all about easy as possible. You'd be surprised how many people in real estate aren't uh, as proficient as you as they should be for some of these deals. So anything that makes the data easier is better.
0: Well, I was surprised because I've actually done a couple of shows with guests and I was shocked at how archaic and inefficient the lending process was for, I mean, not, I mean, from homes, we also have had a company called Lending Standard from Kansas City on, and they do uh multifamily. So you think that like, you know, in the commercial, like this is all of real estate at this point. And you'd think that some of the solutions would be a little more sophisticated with that. You're seeing a ton of companies like Bluma. Uh, charging forward and fixing some of those problems so Hernan, i guess it's time, you're at bat you're up buddy
1: my turn dude speaking of problems next one is ChargeNet stations they actually had a startup hustle episode on electric vehicles it was called the road to transition hosted by lauren conway uh startup hustle i'm, I'm, I'm tempted to call them djs but they're hosts right i just feel like when you get behind the mic and you have a good time it's a little bit of a different story and lauren always has a good time on the show Um, So she was on the show with uh, uh, Tosh Dutt, CEO and co-founder of ChargeNet Stations, and they talked about this San Diego startup solving the charging station problem for electric vehicles. So they were founded in 2019. You can find more information on them at chargenetstations.com. And it's exactly what it sounds like, ladies and gents. They're a software platform startup that integrates electric vehicles and fast chargers. So Like when you're driving around and you need a place to charge, it's one of the reasons why people are hesitant about buying electric vehicles is you can't take these long term for the most part trying to find charging stations. So they are hoping because of right now, as according to these stats, there are only 4% of the charging stations that are built for this infrastructure, and they need a lot more by 2040. So they're going to be one of those solutions to come in and take care of those charging stations. Um, they are are focusing strategically in quick serve restaurant parking lots, um, and they are they're making a big difference, dude. I mean, to charge a vehicle today, you're looking at the prices of pumping gas, and holy moly, you're looking at the difference. Like it just makes more sense to go the EV route versus the gas route, and. Every time I go pump my gas, like, I feel like there's no end in sight. This dollar amount just keeps going higher and higher. And then trying to get electric vehicles is tough right now too. These guys are lined up perfectly for where we're going in this, in this market.
0: Yeah. What I like about this company is, you know, put the charging stations in places where I need them and want them. And for example, like their first location was at a Taco Bell. Yes. You know, don't just give me like the gas station feel isn't going to, uh, 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 apply as well to, you know, like to, to EVs cause it takes a little bit to charge. You need them to charge quickly and then conveniently. Cause you know, there's the thing, man, like I'll get a taco and let my car charge. I'm cool with that. But where I'm going to find myself impatient is I'm just sitting in some bland place going, come on, charge, yes. charge, charge. So yeah, I would imagine that the price of fuel isn't going to hurt the EV industry uh, anytime soon. All right, next on the list, we have Creative Force, led by CEO and co-founder Thomas Craigland. And man, I'm going to hope I get your name right here for CPO and co-founder Tej, Tej Rasmussen. Go to creativeforce.io to learn more about what they do. It's real time tracking and end-to-end workflow system supporting e-commerce and editorial content creation at scale. What does that mean? They cover all aspects of production, from sample check-in to photography. Uh, You know, as the world of e-commerce grows, and you look at so, so let's talk about like our fellow co-host Andrew Morgan's. Andrew has a whole business helping people navigate the landscape of selling on Amazon, and that involves a lot of stuff, man. Oh my god! You see, you see tools like like what they're doing at Creative Force that are helping people do that, and. You know, why does that need efficiency? If you have like 800 SKUs in your product catalog and there's pictures and there's stuff like that, you have collaboration, you need to get these things moving and it just really becomes a rat's nest in a hurry. So this company's really done well. They're you know, over 50 employees and uh, have raised quite a bit of capital. And, you know, I, I'm just down for anything that helps people sell stuff.
1: Dude, the process is, I mean, I can just imagine the number of SKUs. Anytime you're, you're dealing with anything Amazon, I can just picture the warehouse of things that are just lined up. So anything that can change, you know, even if it's saving 10, 15, 20 seconds per product going through that, that process of getting them from, from production to the consumer, it, those, those businesses are making a ton of money. That efficiency is what we're after.
0: And some of it's just a peace of mind issue. It's like, you know, uh, we just went through this. I I always love to throw myself under the bus. And we just went through four years of digital assets at full scale. And I mean, it was such a rat's nest. You know, it's like you end up with like 10 million Google folders and all this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, now these are assets. They call them digital assets for a reason. You, as a business owner, you pay people money to create them. And if you're paying people money to create, them again and again and again, or you're not using what you've created, uh, can create a lot of different issues. So congratulations, creative force and CreativeForce.io, on making the list of San Diego's top
1: startups. We got the next one day city founder or CEO and co-founder Dan LeBlanc and chief Analytics officer and co founder Sean Corson. You can find more information at daycity.com. That's D A A S I T Y.com. Uh, and basically, what these guys are, we're still in that e commerce space. They're taking analytics and data that enables brands to pull their their information from a bunch of different places. So sometimes you might have stuff on Shopify and Amazon and Facebook's and Clavio, and you got to take all this information and bring it into one place and that's what uh, day City's doing here there they have this. they offer basically a pre-built dashboard based on industry best practices which provides critical insight for inventory management omni-channel measurement uh, marketing efficacy customer segmentation and cohort analysis and more so these these enable merchants of all sizes to centralize and visualize their their all the data that they're working on because let's face it we have so many things going on we're putting our content and our information and our products in so many different platforms if we can take all that data and bring it to one spot we can make a lot more educated guesses and a lot more educated uh, predictions and and choices when it comes to putting our content out and that for me is is huge day city's taking off dude and the only reason by the way i'm pronouncing it as day city is because if they're from San Diego, that's where it comes from. There's a lot of Dago stuff that happens here. And so I'm assuming that's how you say the name.
0: Oh, my God. Hopefully you don't get canceled for that, Hernan.
1: <laughs> it happens. Cancel culture's
0: a thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, next on the list, we got a really exciting one Drata with CEO and co founder Adam Markowitz and uh, CTO and co founder Daniel Marischalinian. Mar- Why am I getting all the tough names? You got the tough ones today, dude. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm glad they're on no. you and not on me. Sometimes you look at companies and you're like, uh, and they just get traction right away and take off. And this is a company that was founded in 2020. They're already in the 50 to 100 employee range and they do advanced security and compliance automation. And so what does that even mean? Uh, Well, they streamline SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, PSI, DSS, GDPR, and a whole bunch of other acronyms that no one knows what they really stand for. But dude, check this out. 128 million in investment.
1: Gotta be doing something, right? In only three old. rounds. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, just even that that right there. It's, I mean, that's that says a lot. There's a lot of buy-in there. Now let's talk about this and why this is a solution that's important. So SOC 2 compliance is I'm just gonna keep it real simple, is basically a certification that your company's business practices and data security and storage is at a certain level, and dude, it's a real pain in the ass, and it's like a six-figure investment of time, effort, energy, all of it, and then you might not even get it, and for a lot of industries, it's required. So I mentioned, you heard me say HIPAA, H-I-P-A-A, that's actually U.S.-based rules that govern the security practices related to your medical data. Now, data is a big thing. There's been so many data breaches, but here's the thing is that until you've actually become certified at any of this stuff, uh, the it it's, you don't, you don't, it, it's like we were talking earlier about Andrew's company at Marknology. They help you understand how to navigate through selling anything on Amazon because until you've done it, you haven't done it. And yep. having someone that's been there has the roadmap and is a guide to that process, is recommended so yeah congrats that's a pretty exciting and that's traction my friends that is traction
1: that's a huge upside and and everything going cloud-based every everything going as accessible as possible that that having security on your back end making sure you're not liable for the stuff that people are putting up uh that are supposedly secure that's that's a thing dude that's that's becoming the the day-to-day i almost feel like i Uh, Remember in high school or junior high, you'd have a a three number combination lock and like everything was stored in that thing. And now it's like you need a password for everything. You have everything secured in different clouds and different places, different passwords. And I mean, dude, it gets all confusing. So companies like this make it easier to feel at ease about what it is you're doing in, in the digital space.
0: I got a new phone earlier this year and realized how bad my password management was. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I might not ever get a new phone again just because I was like, oh, I got to get my shit together in like 10 other categories. I'm like, who would have thought that just having your password always be password would not be a good idea?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's we got eight characters. I don't think that's
0: SOC. I don't think you get SOC 2 compliance.
1: No way. No way. You can't. What's, what was password the password? one,
0: two, three is not good either. Don't use that either. <laughs>
1: that's kind of like, yeah. that's kind of combination. An idiot would have on his luggage. <laughs> I changed,
0: I changed all of my passwords to, I love everything about Hernan CIOS. Uh, there you and go. The num- and then, and then, a, and then, and then, and then the number one
1: the number one yeah, <laughs> with an exclamation yeah. point. There you go.
0: Yep, yep,
1: yep. All right. Next All right. one we got on the list is Equip Health. This is a CEO and co-founder, Christina Safran, and she's got a COO and co-founder, Aaron Parks. You can find more information for them at Equip.Health, founded in 2019. And what they're doing is they're providing a virtual eating disorder treatment program designed to assist families to recover from eating disorders while at home. So, it provides you the healthcare providers that you're looking for, but a home based uh, idea. And, and it's an evidence based approach to care for eating disorders. So, they have this crazy idea that maybe the best place for you to solve the problem is at home with loved ones, but they amplify that with a five person care team. Now, they've already raised $74.7 million in three funding rounds. And uh, they're looking to to do some major things. They have programs where your family not only gets those five healthcare providers, but they they work with you as your family unit, and even help with prepping meals and doing different types of things before school and after school, especially during some of those stressful times like finals. I have high school kids um, that I know during that time they some of them skip meals or don't do do stressful things because they're so focused on getting the grades um and for kids that are going through some of these disorders on top of added stressors at school it, it makes a big difference for to to have a team that can come in work with your family and have that professional background to help out
0: yeah I, and yeah you know, i've seen a lot of uh telehealth things you know the pandemic really accelerated a lot of this and you know there's a that's the future the future of medicine is is for so many well you know, you used to have to go to the doctor's office, but being able to a lot of tools that are enabled the connectivity to find doctors, especially in areas and regions where like, so if you live in the middle of Kansas And you're totally wrong. You might have to go a couple hours to find a doctor, which isn't always practical. And then other things that, I don't know, like it's the hard part about medicine on a lot of days is getting, is being able to document, observe, or report the issue while it's occurring, not just necessarily between 8.30 and 8.45 a.m. when you have an appointment on a Wednesday. So I'm all for anything that reaches out and helps a patient. I'm also all for anything anyone that makes business owners' lives a lot easier. And that's why setting up a new business and maintaining compliance isn't easy. That's also why it's important to have an expert help you along the way. And that's exactly what you find when you visit universalregisteredagents.com for all of your business setup needs and maintenance needs. They can help you set up an LLC, a corporation, or nonprofits wherever you're located. In addition to helping you create the right kind of entity, Universalregisteredagents.com can also help you with registered agent services, a wide variety of corporate services, as well as helping meet the needs of independent contractors. You know, I had these guys, the, the UR agents guys uh, at Biden, we just published a three-part series about setting up a business. So check that out. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, now back to the, the San Diego vibe, next on our list is eva.guru, and that's eva.guru. Uh, you can look for a future episode with Andrew Morgans on this. It's a slated to come out in September, but in the episode, Startup Hustle, Andrew and High Mog, the CEO and co-founder, talk about profit maximization on Amazon. Also with company CXO and co-founder, Barry Guzzi, Uh, This is another company that's picking up traction earlier. They do prescriptive analytics and dynamic pricing and digital agency automation platform. What does that mean? It means they use an AI powered optimization platform for sellers to maximize profits and growth. Uh, so what in layman's terms, uh, when you're selling stuff online, you're competing against other sellers. So for those of you that may or may not know many, many years ago, I was a ticket broker. So if you were selling lawn tickets at, uh, at whatever venue you have the same product that a bunch of other sellers have. And if you are a penny cheaper, Than the next guy you're higher up on that list and you're the next one to make the sales. So we mentioned earlier in the show, some, uh, some businesses have, large catalog SKUs or big inventory, keeping up with the dynamic nature of your pricing in those situations is critical. And so at the ticket company, Hernan, where we had a multi-million dollar uh, inventory at the time, I used to have to pay someone to literally just sit there and reprice shit all day. And by the time they were done, they just had to go back and start all over again. And, you know, as we were exiting that business, there some technology came around that was doing a lot of that pricing automation and it made a it made a big difference. But the struggle is real based on that. And this is not an easy thing to build either people because there you have to make sure it doesn't go crazy without you, because we tried to use a tool like this once and it didn't have a floor. And basically was probably competing against someone else using the platform. And it took our prices down really low, sold a bunch of tickets before I unplugged the son of a bitch. And then it was like back to work. So, you know, you're going to find that companies like, uh, you know, like, like Eva.guru or have already thought that out and help you avoid that issue and problem. But really, if you, you know, when you're in a marketplace full of anything, if you aren't a competitive seller, you're not going to sell as much.
1: I can't imagine doing that by hand, having somebody to go in and adjust prices because adjusting prices and yeah, as you get closer to events. That's one thing. But what about fluctuation in like VIP sections or things that do that, yeah, all kinds of yeah. stuff that changes, man? Like and, you and and to do that by hand. Well,
0: dude, it's really subjective too. Cause sometimes you, you know, if you get the wrong person doing it, they're afraid to make stuff cheaper and they're also sometimes afraid to make it more expensive. Like if you are yeah. the last two VIP tickets at a popular show, you should probably raise your price, not lower them. Yeah. Uh, and also yeah. like what's, yeah. So there's a lot to, it's it, the, the human subjectivity of that is not, it is not advanced in most cases. And it's for a push business. push you- well, for a business owner, though, that, that was the thing. And I mentioned trying to tool like way back in the day. This is like a long time ago, people. This is before the sophistication was there. But, you know, if I could have trained something to think the way that I did or follow the, the thing the, to price stuff the way I could have or needed to or wanted to. And this is where AI will win here because it also is going to see the velocity at which things are selling. Mm-hmm. Cause somet sometimes like with tickets, it sometimes you'd have like a ton of and the tickets just weren't moving, which means there wasn't demand. So you might need to hurry up and get rid of your supply. Cause yeah. So there's a lot I learned a hell of a lot about marketplace. Now, if you want to do like a ten part series about dynamic pricing, I'm your guy.
1: <laughs> no, no, nah, it, it. it would do drive it. me. I don't want to do it. I don't even like the, uh, Our next yeah. investor on the list here. Yeah. So, the next investor on the list is Juneshine. Uh, well, the next CEO- company,
0: they're not an investor, they're a company. I'm sorry, this
1: company, this company yeah. will drive you to, to into the front doors of this company. All right. So, CEO, co founder Greg uh, Ser- Serato, uh, and his COO, Todd Ker- Kernig, are at Juneshine.com. They started in 2018. Uh, they're in the food and beverage service, ladies and gentlemen. They manufacture and sell organic hard kombuchas. So, it's got some alcohol in it, right? About 6%. And they got a variety of flavors on draft in their tasting rooms. The company uh, currently distributes 10 flavors in both cans and drafts. So orange blood mint, midnight painkiller, grapefruit uh, paloma, honey ginger, lemon acai berry, topical, uh citrus, pineapple orange, strawberry watermelon, which would be the one I would pick. Biscuit slime and blueberry lemonade. They've raised about twenty-four million, three rounds of funding, uh, and their goal is to is is basically to brew honest alcohol for a healthier planet. Um, it's currently available in twenty-eight states through wholesale and in forty-five states if you go direct to consumer in uh, e-commerce. Uh, I still haven't had kombucha. It uh, to be honest, it doesn't look appealing and every time I ask somebody they always give me the same answer which is it's an acquired taste and that scares me but that, that's uh,
0: not usually that's not usually what I, I I'm I'm with you and and you for those of you at June Shine, I love what you're doing but I don't yes. get kombucha so can you reach out and explain it to Hernan and I because I get the same thing or I get some acquired taste I'm like I usually hear that before I gotta eat or drink something weird
1: yes yes but yeah. To be fair, there's a lot of people who do drink it, right? I mean, my brother's on the I'd other try side. Like, yeah, it. I love that I'd stuff. I try it's it. I got great. no
0: problems with trying it. Yeah, I mean, send it on. So June Shine, send some kombucha. Send That's it to right. Hernan first. If he likes it, then I'll try. It. <laughs> Perfect. Isn't wasn't that wasn't that how it went? Wasn't weren't you? It was Hernan, the cereal kid. Let's give it to Hernan. If he likes it. You know, Oh, yep, wait, yep. That was Mikey. That was Mikey.
1: That was Mikey. Or, or go test the water. Jump in if it's uh, if it's. <laughs> if you come out not glowing, we're good to go.
0: So, well, let's take a quick break because there's things that people will say that will make me not want to try something. First off, this is an acquired taste. Second off, <laughs> try this and tell me if it's bad. we got like someone taste this milk and tell me if it's spoiled Uh, uh, if you're asking that question just throw it out
1: done yeah i don't need to taste it at that point does this
0: smell bad to you yes Uh, let's just go with yes just go with yes on that one let's god all right all right next on the list life force games ceo and co-founder katherine carroll cto ryan porter first off life force games thank you for having names that i can pronounce that's yes. something I noticed on this list. This has been especially challenging, man. Sometimes it's the name of the business, and apparently in San Diego, it's the it's the names of the founders. Uh, LifeForceGames.com. This is a newer company, man. Uh, the year founded is 2021. So they set out to develop an, on, an onboard gaming experiences that are actually fun to play. Don't require uh, players to own or use crypto, uh, but instead encourage its usage. So you're seeing a lot of this, you know, that, you know, they're working on innovations that enable NFTs. And, you know, so much of the stuff is, is, so we, you know, we did an episode. It's actually already one of the most popular episodes in the history of Startup Hustle. It's, It's WTF is an NFT. (laughs)
1: <laughs> love the name because
0: someone needed to explain it to all of us so watson and i got to work on that but you know the nft is basically like your key card for a lot of this stuff and we did a whole series on it her non-10 parts it's been been very interesting but when we're talking about the like there's this whole earn to economy that's, that's being created here. And for, well, so one example, there's a game Axie Infinity where people play it and they earn all this stuff and they can sell it in the marketplace. Now in countries like the Philippines, where I happen to have 275 employees, it's wildly popular because someone can sit there and play video games all day and make like 20 bucks, which is a lot worth a lot more there than it is in San Diego. Yeah. So, but some of this is the like move to earn, like all of it, they've got this whole, just earn it, you know, getting in there. And it's, it's. Uh, so this is, this is a rapidly growing part of the already interesting and often in need of explanation, uh, esports approach. You know, hey, you're not quite as old as i am but did you ever think when we were like playing atari as kids that you could like maybe do that as a job later
1: no never ever because yeah. it was placed in our heads where you were too close to the tv because you kind of yeah. had to be the turn the your consoles brain to most, had wires your well the, yeah. consoles, the consoles had wires so there was only so far what you could get anyways yeah. uh and you were told you know that it's going to rot your brain um don't watch a lot of tv don't don't get in front of the screen and. uh now there's a screen at every corner. You hold one in your hand at yeah. all times, and uh, if
0: all that was true, I would be blind with a with a brain made of mush.
1: Exactly, uh, oh, yeah. I didn't. Maybe I do have a brain made of little mush.
0: Uh, no, oh, but mush different it reasons. It wasn't from watching TV. <laughs> it, it was from drinking from kombucha, bro. We drank, drank way too much kombucha <laughs> exactly as a it. child. <laughs> All
1: right, who's next on the list? All right, I got the next one. All right, it's uh, Mosaic.Tech. There's a Startup Hustle episode for this one, publishing in early August uh, with the other Matt, Matt Watson. Um, And it's called, What is a Strategic Finance Platform? And that's what Mosaic.Tech is all about. Their CEO and co-founder, now I got a tough one, Bijan uh, Moayemi, and COO and co-founder Joe Garofalo. Mosaic uh, Mosaic.tech's pretty interesting company. They're a strategic finance platform that provides predictive reporting capabilities to assist with financial strategy and planning and aims to change the way CFOs of high-growth companies operate. So they're getting information from different parts of their business. And I had to look these up, but they're they're so Mosaic provides great visibility into the most important dynamics of a business. It's in it's designed to ingest data from a number of systems, ERPs, HRISs, CRMs, and then provide the CEO and their team with strategic planning tools to be able to predict and forecast with better accuracy and win speed. ERPs, HRISs. Enter-
0: enter, 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 enterprise resource planning.
1: And, and HRISs. I don't know what the
0: other ones are. I don't know. Even I don't know that resources
1: information systems. Like <laughs> Client uh, uh, relationship management uh, systems. I had to look them up, uh, but you got the first one. I, I it's not like uh, I had them off the top of my head. I looked them up, but basically, this company's taking data from all these different places and putting them in one spot, so you at, at a higher level as a CFO can look at this data and make good predictions going forward on what you want to do with your company.
0: All right, the struggle's real on all this, man. So, as the CEO and founder of like a rapidly growing company, this has been this stuff right here has been a problem for us quite honestly because you know we just so my company full scales at the time of this recording 11 days away from our fourth birthday and we're almost at 300 employees um, operating in multiple countries like all this different stuff uh, handling a lot of dough doing a lot of things and you know that I mean it's it's hard to keep up with and I'm a bit, I'm just down for anything that makes that
1: and you know makes it, it's makes that easier. Just, yeah. I'm not makes I'm it nowhere easier. near that level, but that's one of those things where you hear about having those kind of issues as your company grows, and it's different when you are actually <laughs> going through it. Like I'd imagine that I handle things like that after something happens, usually not before. I would like to think I do things ahead of time. In, in, have you like tackled this as they come up? Or like how did you know so- you even had these problems?
0: Well, you, you, it's pretty easy to know if you've been in business before, because there's certain types of reporting management, just like planning. And then, you know, four years later, you start to realize the inaccuracy in your prior projections or plans. Uh, Another thing too, man, is once you start handling large sums of money, it's just irresponsible to not have very efficient, effective and accurate and, and you know, quick to show you the results, financial process management. Now, when you talk about handling along the way, I would, uh, uh, I was just sitting here thinking about how I would compare trying to plan, manage, and do everything we've done at full scale. And the best, the thing that popped into my head right away would be trying to pour a bowl of cereal and milk while you're running.
1: <laughs> nope. No, I, so no, I, I see, meet.
0: I want you, so I see your reels. And if you haven't listened to the business bros podcast or checked out hernan's Instagram, do it. Cause he's got these very inspiring early morning messages that are in reels and stuff like that. But if you could do the milk and cereal thing, just don't pour <laughs> the, don't pour the milk before the cereal dude. Cause it's the dude, no-no. people that actually do that, it's that a pour the milk and then the cereal. And like the first time I was 40, before I ever, anyone had ever told me that. And my wife said that to me and I looked at her, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, is that <laughs> yeah. a real thing? And it is, and people are, the people that do it are super passionate about why, but you're wrong, don't do that. That's crazy. How it's
1: supposed to be done? It's not crazy. natural. Yeah, it's, no.
0: not, it's not, it's not. But natural. you know, but, that, but, but think about how difficult that would be because you're running and trying to do it. And the, the thing is, is if you're in a race and you're moving forward, Stopping, sitting down, pouring pouring the cereal and then the and milk. And the milk. <laughs> it's not really the approach, and then you got to get up and run with it again. So it's just it's it's a challenge. And then for us is the the thing that I've really been on the soapbox preaching about is, dude, I'm like a year and a half away from being a thousand person company, and I just keep telling everyone I'm like we need to become and act like that company now. Cause yeah. you don't, you, you don't get to do, if you're doing that as you're approaching it, uh, it's probably not going to happen because there's a million things that can derail you. And also another thing too, man, do you want to get shitty financial controls? You get to find out way later how you got fucked and you didn't mm. know about it at the time. That could be and- a number, a number of different things. Sorry for the language. There's really no other way to describe losing money for no good reason than that. All right, next on the list, personal AI. Now you can check out a startup hustle episode titled "The Impact of AI on Humanity," and that's going to be Lauren Conaway. She's going to love that one, Lauren. If you're listening, good luck. I always <laughs> give Lauren a hard time. She's she requires me to take certain. She normally does the top cities, and I swear she requires some of them to be mine. She's like, I have, I don't even know how to talk. So good luck, Lauren. <laughs> you, I'm, I'll listen to that, that one. one. Tune in. Yeah. Yeah. So she sits down she with,
1: it based on the last name.
0: <laughs> may, well, maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> sorry, Lauren. Uh, so in, in that episode of startup also, Lauren and Suman Kanaganti is the CEO and co-founder Personally, I talk about once again, the impact of AI on humanity. And you know, this is a, this is a very interesting subject because, at the time of this recording, we're just a few days out of. I don't know if you saw this, but a Google engineer was recently placed on leave because he had publicly declared that their AI had become sentient, meaning it had feelings. And he was at, he asked this thing, what's your greatest fear? And you it literally replied, No, it replied, Yeah, well, it said that. <laughs> he said, it said, Well, I haven't spoken outwardly about this, but it's being turned off. What? Think about that. It it literally is like, well, I don't know if I should mention this to you because you might want to turn me off like what? But this dude was so convinced that the AI had become a person that he had been having conversations about. Um, you know literally like getting it a lawyer and making sure it didn't get turned off and you know but this is a hot topic they're like AI in, in like you know I don't, I don't know people have different opinions on this but this but personally AI is an AI starter that builds technology to safe keep your memories and you know this is kind of near to near and dear to me because uh, I lost my mother a couple of years ago for complications resulted to dementia and I watched that hmm. decline. And you know, kind of with the memory and and all of that, and you know that there's there's a lot there. And and you know, uh, as as much as you don't realize it, your memories do change. And yes, but indeed. I don't think you want them to. So you know, this is a personal. Uh, it's personal.ai is an AI extension of your mind that's trained on your memories, enables you to scale yourself without your limits. And what I like about this too is I think this these are things that you know. As I went through this with my mother, I realized that. The mind is a muscle and, and exercising it and keeping it sharp. It, it does matter. And, uh, why not do that with some of your own memories and, and pass some of that down, you know? So I'm an old dad, man. I turn. do you know, I turned 47 this weekend? Holy moly. 47, bro. I know. I know. I keep right telling my corner, wife man. every, I 40 every this year, year. I tell my wife, whatever age I'm at is the new 29 for men. <laughs> So this Everything year, 47 now, is the dude. new 29 for men. Yeah. So, uh, but with that, you know, I, am an old dad cause I got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And I mean, I'd love to be able to share some more memories with them and, and a lot of that. And my wife wanted to have another kid and I was like, nope. She's like, why not? And then my wife's a lot younger than me. And I was like, cause if I have another kid right now, I will be 65 at a high school graduation.
1: Yep. Yep. I think that yeah. way too. I think that way I mean, too. No that's one not, got time
0: for that turn on.
1: No, no. No. Oh man, nope. but it, this this is the other this what this company's doing also reminds me of one of the reasons why I love this whole concept of podcasting and creating this video content for that exact reason, uh to to leave something of a legacy behind so that you 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 know, we are physically going to die. Sorry, that's what, you know, spoiler alert, it's going to happen. But it doesn't mean that, you know, what we have and what we've created that you you can't have something continue to live on. Having those yeah. memories is awesome. I watched uh, Doctor Strange recently and, uh, you know, he has he's walking down the street in this different universe steps on this thing. And it like projects the memory of, you know, one of his most powerful memories, like to be able to go back and see those things. Uh, Harry Potter has the same type of story where, you know, he pulls pulls the memory out of his head and you're able to go back and visit that memory. To me that's powerful. I mean, we live our lives in almost nothing but memories. So to be able to access them, that's to me that's powerful, man. That's that's amazing. I
0: think my favorite one, Start Hustle TV. I actually went back and watched episode 0 like a, a few weeks ago and I was like, "Wow, what a different time. He was in a pandemic and I just like like it was it was really fun, you know, and yeah. I also realized that I got fatter during the pandemic. Because <laughs> I'm like, wow, I was a lot skinnier then. So yeah, remember, your skinnier, more fit, fuller head of hair.
1: I got the opposite, I dude. A, I, had oh, I, shaved, I had a shaved
0: head then. Yeah, I look like you back then. Yeah, yeah. I might, I might have to go back to that. I might have to go back to that. All right. So we got one more company on the list. Turn one on. More. Who do we got? We got
1: Turquoise Health CEO and co-founder Chris Severin, uh, and CTO and co-founder Adam. Geitge, uh, you can find more information at turquoise.health. They came out in 2020, speaking of the pandemic, and they're a health company that simplifies administration to reduce the expenses and complexities of healthcare. Its healthcare pricing transparency and provider pay contract negotiation platform generates cost certainty for patients. So, I mean, pretty simply put, they want transparency in like how you get billed at a hospital and how insurance companies can get billed. And if they can provide the transparency from consumer to insurer to provider, then at the end of the day, everybody wins. Everybody knows what things are going to cost. And that's, that's already confusing enough. I mean, there's to to find out what something costs in a hospital. <laughs> take a look at your bill, and then take a look at the final statement from the insurance company, and take a look at what it was originally quoted. It can get confusing. So having companies like this to come in and uh, and and figure this stuff out makes a makes a big difference. They've already raised five point three million dollars in two rounds of funding, so they got some investors in the works. Uh, and yeah, man, healthcare system. I feel like this is what. A lot of 20 post 2020 stuff is getting into is how do we simplify the process okay we're already doing things there's so many people on this planet how do we make things easier and almost every single one of the companies that we've talked to has systems like this to find a clear solution a more transparent solution to the problems they're already facing it,
0: dude this is this whole industry it, specifically in the U S needs disruption. It needs transparency. Um, there needs to be a level of accountability for like what you're charging. Like you'll find, I think you'll find that a hospital ain't going to charge you $11 for an aspirin. If they have to openly admit it and show it in that way, you want to hear a crazy fact, man, it costs me more money every month to insure my six US employees and their families than it does 250 people and their families in the Philippines. That's ridiculous. Dude, There's I mean, something
1: wrong. It's is, something's wrong. Something's broken.
0: Dude, yeah. I'm, insuring, I, and we have a broad plan. We let our, our, like, okay, so if you work for full scale in the Philippines, you can actually put your mom and dad on your plan. We let them put four immediate family members. I insure about a thousand people a month. And we do a direct pay and they just don't, they don't have the, it's like something here that's $58,000 is like two grand there. Yeah. Crazy.
1: It's broken. It's well, broken.
0: What paying for here, cause I mean, I even told our COO, I was like, dude, I, maybe I shouldn't have insurance cause I never go to the doctor anyway. Even when <laughs> I, is that bad? Should I?
1: Well, you're getting older, dude. I mean, that's the thing. I know it's, I'm worried,
0: I, which
1: means as as I'm looking
0: I'm looking for a doctor with small hands and a light touch at my age. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. So I'm, I'm
1: just, well, we're going to talk. As I get older, man, as I get older, I'm always worried about doing the little things. It's like, I dropped, oh man, I got to pick up my wallet, go pick it up. And then that's it. That's where I throw my back out. I'm like, no, <laughs> doing the random things. Yep.
0: Oh, well, when I was in Hawaii, I like hurt my foot in this like remarkably painful way. Like, I mean, like leg- I was injured and I, w- I couldn't I didn't even know how. I didn't even know what happened. Like, and then two days later, I was good. I was positive. That I thought I like broke a bone in my foot. Go to the doctor, by the way. All right. Once again, a big thank you to today's episode sponsor, Universal Registered Agents. Set up your new business and maintain all aspects of your business compliance. Their goal is to make your job easier so you can focus on you, what you do best, running your business, connect with them by visiting the link in the show notes while you're down there. Go click the business bros podcast link and check it out. You guys have a fun show. I've been on it a couple times. Maybe I should come on your show again. on can I get an invite you should, man?
1: We start talking about Maybe. kombucha. Maybe they'll send gonna us talk some about, kombucha. Com- we'll do that.
0: We're going to, yeah, I'm going to talk about kombucha, old age. And, uh, yeah, that's it. And I, NFTs I, 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 and
1: and WTF are NFTs. <laughs> so, by the way,
0: we ended we ended that series by doing one that would said NFTs legit or bullshit, and we actually arrived at the conclusion of bullshit.
1: So, all <laughs> right. Deal.
0: So, who do you like on the list, man? Who are your favorites?
1: Um, I'm gonna go with the kombucha, man, because uh, it got us talking. <laughs> After all great, that, <laughs> they were they were the great pun for the entire episode. Uh and and dude at the end of the day, sometimes you just need a little something to get the edge off being an entrepreneur and, and it could be kombucha. If I try it and it's an acquired taste, it's possible.
0: And with that, please deliver Hernan some free kombucha. All right. <laughs> I- <laughs> I wanted to drag that out for effect there. Hopefully that worked for you. I'm going with mosaic.tech mainly because it's a and during while we're recording this, I just sent their link to our COO because I I like to, I mean, this is a real problem that I'm needing and wanting to solve and like the whole like real time nature of it. I was literally like an hour before we recorded bitching. I was like, I need this shit to be real time. I need it to be accurate, and I needed to be forward thinking. And by the way, I fired my accountant this morning (laughs) for not doing any of that. So we're, yeah. And that's all true stories right there. So I'm going with that, man. I'm just, yeah, that's where I'm at. Like I
1: said, man, it's it's a rough morning. It's five (laughs) o'clock. Would
0: kombucha fix that?
1: (laughs) I don't know. You mentioned honest
0: (laughs) alcohol. And I forgot to make the comment that I, I require all of my alcohol, to be honest. I
1: require it. It will make <laughs> me honest. Yes. It'll I make did. us all. Yes. Yeah. That's the end result.
0: <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah. And so yeah, my COO who just got married in Hawaii came over for the first time and uh, we were there for his wedding. He did a, he did, he did the uh, like the wedding. And then we went to a, a, a cocktail hour followed by a reception and then they had an after party. And I just told him when he walked in, I said, I, I, Before I say anything, I cannot be held accountable for anything that happened (laughs) at the after party because they came up and asked me what I wanted to order. And I was like, well, what did people get here? And they said, we have fish bowls of liquor. And I said, I'll take three. So I all don't do that. Giant ass fish bowls? you're still listening, don't do, yes. (laughs) Like fish bowls, like you put a goldfish in. And for some reason, it felt like the right thing to order three not one but three so yeah and th- there was a lot of honesty thrown around apparently after that so
1: oh man if drunk me says alcohol, something if drunk me says something that offends listen. you you need to take that up with drunk me because sorry yeah. it was not there yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, I have a whole process for filing those complaints and the receptacle looks a whole lot like my trash can. So (laughs) I think that's where we'll end that or not. I'll catch up with you down the road, buddy.
1: All right, brother. Thanks a lot, man.